Hey guys, I'm Raul Coley and I am Arthur Vader, a weird terrier apparently. My name is Ayanna White, I'm a writer for iZombie. Hi, I'm Molly Hagan, I play Liv's mom on iZombie. And you're listening to the iZombie podcast. Is that really how you're going to sit? Can't you sit up? Sit up? Sit up? You're listening to a season one episode of the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph. We're a fan podcast dedicated to the hit CW show, iZombie. The season one episodes begin and end abruptly, so we hope you'll forgive us. If you want to get in some feedback, um, send it to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. Um, to hold you over until that podcast comes out, we have a submission from one of our listeners susan um from the geek girl soup podcast uh that's uh geekgirlsoup.com um she sent in some audio from comic palooza in houston um where they did a special q a with david anders and it's a it's an hour-long panel um, there was some shoddy audio parts i had to edit out but uh besides that uh it's it's pretty nice and clear and um uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it again if you want to submit feedback for the finale please send it to izombiepodcast at gmail.com and now here is david anders I knew that a hunky actor was coming because the front row filled up an hour early with women. Get out of town. She was here at 11, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And really? she, she's going to be your first question because I promised that she was first here. Perfect. As, but, as, it, as it should be. Yeah. You have the perfect Twitter handle for a Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah, truly. So if you want to tweet him, we're not going to actually read them today, but at Question Anders. At Question Anders, yeah. So I, it's a play on... At, Question and answer. I don't know. So I'm going to ask just a few questions up front, and then I'm going to unleash the crowd on you because that's why you're here, and that's why you're here. You got it. Um, they're definitely not here to hear me talk. But first off, congratulations, uh, season two pickup for Izon. Thank you. We haven't seen the finale yet, so I'm assuming all things look well for Blaine. <laughs> well, the, the the finale title is Blaine's World. Uh, Blaine's world, Blaine's world, party time, desolent. Ah, uh, so yeah, there's, there's, a, we got uh, three big episodes to look forward to, and uh, the finale is just fantastic. Twelve is, twelve is great too. Um, uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't spoil anything, but um, I know, I know, I Zombie goes back to work on July twentieth. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. <laughs> Now, when I see you, because I was introduced to you in Heroes as Adam and Rome, and there's a conspiracy in Hollywood right now that all these Australian and English actors are donning American (laughs) accents and coming here and stealing our jobs. Yes. Uh, Yes. 
I would say Hugh Laurie was the first one that really boggled my mind when I heard him speak. Hugh Norman. is very good at it. I know Hugh. He's, 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 he's one of the few Englishmen that does an American accent well. The, Eng the, 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 the Aussies and the Kiwis, the, the Aussies and the Kiwis, uh, they, they do, the, the diphthongs are, are closer to, let's start talking like Henry Higgins, Henry Higgins. Um, uh, the diphthongs lend itself to, to an American, it's closer to an American accent, whereas like, the long vowels of like an English person lends itself to like a Southern accent or a Brooklyn accent, but like a straight ahead non-regional diction. It never, it never sounds right to me. And so I was, I'm kind of the reverse. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You are our yeah. defense against these people. Yeah. <laughs> these foreigners taking our job. When all my buddies, like during pilot season, my actor buddies are so pissed off about, about the Englishmen and the Aussies coming and stealing their job. But, it's like, I can't really gripe about it during, it's like, I, I did the reverse, so. Yeah, but you're, <laughs> you seem to be like the only one that really does the convincing English accent to the point where people don't even believe you're American. Yes, yes. Uh, after uh, five years of Alias, hey, um, after five years of Alias, uh, uh, I couldn't get arrested as an American. No one would hire me. Um, they, they thought I was English. So I, uh, the next, the next part I got was on Heroes, where I was English again and uh, speaking Japanese too, which was, <laughs> was fun. Learning that phonetically, going like, oh, I'm just a drunk, you know, and I'm a drunk. Okay, so can you say it? And mean the hero, they must just go down the other or something. <laughs> uh, that, that was, yeah. I said words. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and that was fun. Because um, working with Masioka and Eriko, uh, she did the princess, and they're, they're fluent Jap in Japanese, and they would talk, and I'd just wait for them to stop talking, so I was like, oh, it's time for me to talk? Okay, I'll stop, I'll talk. <laughs> and so one time I had to have cue cards because it was so hard, the Japanese ones. <laughs> and I would go like, you know, Soda Yanko, Daga. Koichikajomoshita. Um... Yeah, but I got through it. So, so might Adam Monroe make a uh, brief appearance on uh, Reborn? I don't... No? Alright. Uh, Unfortunately, that is one of the producers. So, sorry to hear that. That's not, not a good way to start the panel, but... Uh, yeah, right. Well, I got my fan questions out of the way. Because I, I, I don't know, right? I, I actually love seeing you because you not only do a lot of character arcs, like you'll, you'll be... 10, 15 episodes in yes. certain places. Yes. But you'll also I'll see you pop up on uh, CSI. I'll sure. See, you'll do one-offs all, all over the place. Sure, yeah. So I'll, I'll field yeah. offers for procedurals. I'll do that. I got, I got done with the uh, Necessary Roughness. Uh, me and John Stamos crushing Necessary Roughness. <laughs> Stamos is my friend for life now, and I don't know how I feel about it. Pretty great. <laughs> um... And, and after, after that, I was exhausted. We shot that in Atlanta, and I just wanted to go to sleep. And uh, and uh, my friend Erica Messer is the uh, showrunner of Criminal Minds, and she used to write for uh, Alias. And so she's like, I wrote this part for you, and I don't know who's going to play it. You don't play it. 
And it's this, it was a creepy guy, he had a German accent, it was like another accent, German accents, and he put, she did lobotomies on his sister and put cameras in her eyes so he, I could watch, I don't know, it was, it was creepy. But I, yeah, yeah, I'll do one-offs. Yeah, because whenever I see like, your name pop up, I know something interesting is going to happen. Usually right. it's going to be bad, but I mean, like, you're going to kill somebody, right. or you're going to torture someone, or you play immortals, or people who are already dead. Yes. So, yes. you got that down pat. And now, yeah, with the Dr. Frankenstein, once upon a time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And now, now I'm playing a Frankenstein. There you go. <laughs> so I'm going to turn it over to you guys, and I'm going to ask, what's your name? Ash. Should you turn it over to Ash? Yeah. Good to see you. Um, uh, I was wondering, uh, Friday was the ninth anniversary of the series finale of Alias. And the what? The what anniversary? The ninth anniversary. Oh, awesome. And I was wondering if you had any particular favorite moment from filming that series. Oh, geez, so many, so many. I loved work. I mean, it was such a treat to do that. Uh, It's my first job. I got my SAG card with it. And uh, had me do many different accents in the audition process for it. Not not one of which was English, by the way. And I got got the part. Every time I came, like, J.J. Abrams really fought for me with the studio because I was a kid. It was an older part, and they didn't think I could do it. He's like, just come watch me. Come watch me. The studio's on the work, and I guess I got the part. And J.J. told me on my first day, it's, uh, it's going to be English. Is that going to be a problem? And I was like, what am I going to say? No, I'll go back to peddling khakis at the Gap in Beverly Hills. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll work it out, J.J. Um, and I, I did, and it lasted for many years. Um, so many things. There was working with, uh, you know, Ron Rifkin was always delightful, and, and, and Jennifer, and Vartan, and Weissman, and, and Victor, and Carl Lumley, God, and on. Working with Quentin Tarantino was a trip, because uh, you'd go up on every line, um, he'd be like, yeah, uh, uh, let's take back to, uh, uh, sorry, 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 keep it rolling, keep it rolling. He was like, he wasn't directing the episode, he was like, keep, keep going, you're doing great, David. you're doing great, you're doing, let's take it back to, uh, once you get the hair, you had a shaved head, you're doing great, it's like, I know I'm doing great, Quentin, why don't you clean it up, buddy? <laughs> One time, I, I got a concussion, which was, that was a <laughs> we had to shut down. That's official now. We had to shut down Actions production. It was. It was. I might. We were getting. They were being broken out of prison. I was in a trans. I was trans transporting to another prison, and I was handcuffed in the back of this thing. And people broke me out. And it was raining, and the car, and the, the armored vehicle falls over, and then I'm in handcuffs, and I get yanked up to the front. And like the first couple of takes, like it was like weak, and it was like wasn't working. I was like, dude, just really. Let me do it to the guys that were pulling it. And they pulled me so hard. Like two minutes later, it was like, David, David. Yeah, they didn't let me work the rest of that day. Smart. <laughs> What's that? Did they keep the tape? Uh, it, was, it was, no, that's the thing. It was the best take. And uh, they felt crummy about using it because I got hurt. <laughs> And I was like, no, use it. Use it. He's yeah. acting so well with his eyes, they're rolling up in his head. Yeah. <laughs> now, I did see a tweet. Method, <laughs> I did see a tweet that you responded to from Victor. Yes. Uh, about uh, him saying a couple things, not official, about a possible alias reunion. Yeah. He was, he was doing an interview the other day, and... Uh, he said, I was just with Jennifer yesterday, and I said, you look wonderful, let's do this again. 
Um, and uh, and so I said, yeah, I said, I'm in. <laughs> he said, well, I read the article. I think all of us, like all of us, would be, you know, save for Jennifer. They worked her tail off on that show. Um, she was she was probably ready to go in season three. You know, she just she would wake up at four in the morning and work out for two hours, go to work, and then work for fifteen hours, and then do it all over again the next day. And, uh, you know, we were we were. I, it was such a great show. And I, I was just watching it the other day on Netflix, and it really holds up. It's a great. It's, it's J.J. Abrams, for God's sakes. Well done. So did, did you beg for a Star Wars part? Uh, <laughs> um, Since you're so close to J.J., as you can say. Yeah. Actually, the last time I saw J.J. was right before Star Trek. He's like, Dave, you want to be in Star Trek? I was like, of course I want to be in Star Trek. I'll, I'll play a Ferengi. I don't care. <laughs> I, did, I wasn't in it, but he's a very loyal guy, and, you know, but we'll work together again. I know it. <laughs> uh, take me through your one-shot microphone line, and sorry to say it's character on my zombie. Is it really hard to play a character that a lot of people hate? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, it's fun. I mean, coming to the <laughs> It's really fun. I mean, when you pay attention to the, uh, like back in the day on Alias, you know, it was before all the social media stuff, but they had the, the boards, the message boards, and I'd go on and be like, do they like me, do they like me, do they like me? And then everybody liked me for the most part, and one said, I don't, I don't like, I imagine she had a southern accent, I don't know. I, I don't like him, he's got a crooked lip. And, and that was, it was like, it was like Temple of Doom, like my heart was like, just rip my heart out of my chest. and. Uh, that was the last time I looked at a message board. Because uh, my lip was, I had 22 stitches in my lip when I was a kid, and I, I moved, when I moved to LA to become an actor, I thought that was going to be the reason I didn't get any parts. That people would, it was my, it was my, like, it made my face look wonky. And, uh, and, and then she said it, you know, my Achilles, my Achilles heel. Yeah, Harrison Ford really, that scar. Yeah, yeah, really suffered his career, so. Yeah, but, uh, you know, coming to these things, um, for iZombie, uh, Blaine just killed Lowell. Johnny uh, Cheekbones, oh, he's so sexy. Anyway, he's dreamy. Um, uh, but yeah, everybody's like, I hate you. There's so many girls that came up to the table, I hate you so much. Nice guy. I'm just, I'm just, I do what I'm told. I do too. They love to hate you. <laughs> yeah. I don't really have a question. I have a compliment. Uh -oh. Then it goes with what she says. Villains are my favorite. I absolutely love the villains. They're my favorite because without a good villain, you really don't have a show. Yeah. So I think you've done a wonderful job because most of the shows that you're in, you're a villain. Well, thank you very much. It's great. I guess I do have kind of a question. You, and, and once upon a time, you guys are doing Disney. Come on. Yeah. What kind of pranks do y'all pull on the set? I mean, you got to like that. Like Disney pranks? <laughs> you mean making specific pranks that you pull? I mean, you got Snow White, you got the you know? I mean, we all have fun, you know, because we're not having fun. We're getting paid to pretend at the end of the day. And if you're not having fun, what the hell are you doing it for, right? But, uh... uh gosh, 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 gosh. from Alias? We always, I'll, I'll go up on stuff and, yeah. I'll ruin like Josh Dallas's coverage and we'll be working together. Just make him laugh, you know. Just during the take. I remember on Vampire Diaries, my, that's the reason I did the show is because my buddy, my good buddy is Ian Summerhalder. And I'm so glad I did it because the rest of the cast was just are my friends for life. Just a lovely, a lovely TV family and I love them all. Uh, but Ian and I would never stop laughing. We laugh up until action. 
And like we got in trouble a lot actually. And but we'd be laughing so much. <laughs> we came up with this thing where we'd be like, <laughs> smooth it out because our, our makeup would start creasing here. There we go. And action. <laughs> One time, one time, uh, <laughs> we, uh, Ian, they always have us, it was so homoerotic, Ian and I, because we have us so close, we're so close, just, he's, there's Ian, here's Ian, and like, hey man, I don't like the cut of your gin, and like, oh yeah? Like one time we were so close, and Paul Summers, our, our great TP of that show, he was directing his first episode, maybe he wasn't directing that one, uh, he directed my death episode, son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, right. But uh, he's like, he's like, dude, you guys are so close to the scene. Just give him a boom. <laughs> and we were so close. And he was on his coverage. And he's like, he's like, John, I don't care for boom. <laughs> I got, I got a card. I don't think you can have kids. <laughs> Feel crummy about it. <laughs> I'll ask the next question from over here. Um, this lovely lady with the pink hair. Hi, uh, what are your favorite and least favorite characters to slay? My favorite characters? And least favorite. Uh, well, I really love Sark uh, from Alias. Um, I'm really having fun with Blaine on iZombie. It's, it's, it's probably as close to me as any, as any character I've played. Because the writers write so well for our voices, our, they know us and they, they write for us. And like, you know, Raul's on it and he's such a nerd and they write for his nerd tendencies. And so is Buckley, handsome ass Buckley, he's such a nerd too, so. Um, but, and, and funny, he's, it's uh, my least favorite character. Um, oh, I just did, I, I just did an episode of Stalker and I just watched a little bit of it last night. Um, that was just right after we wrapped Eyes on Me, and I got home with, again, just wanted to sleep. And Kevin Williamson, my buddy, uh, creator of Vampire Diaries, he's like, do you want to come and play a stalker? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure, okay, okay, why not? Yeah. But it's like, it was like, Kevin's never there. And it, was, it was a reason to work with Kevin. It's like, Kevin's not on set, you know what I mean? And I didn't, didn't like that character. I, was, I had to burn myself uh, with a candle. Like to show my love to my ex-wife and atone for sin, and I really actually burned myself. You can hear me smell hair burning at one point with flame retardant. Got around the flame retardant. Um, one time, Deadwood was a was such a long day. It was such a filthy day, and it was just one scene I had with Timothy Oliphant. It was great working with him. He was such a pro, but I just got so tired. But it was cool to be on that show. It was cool to be on that part of that show towards the end of it. Um, Least favorite. Uh, uh, there's got to be one more. <laughs> no. What about this? What about I, this? I love them all. Sorry, scratch all that. I love them all. <laughs> Is there anybody that died that you wish had continued? Sure. I mean, but that you really like? No, please. You you like slapping writers because they killed you off? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, a John Gilbert on Vampire Diaries would have been cool to see him go more. And, and uh, Adam Monroe, to Kezo Tensei on Heroes, they really, I got the raw deal during that writer's strike. Yeah. And I had, my power was I couldn't die. I, I thought I had job security for the <laughs> 
Freaking comic books, man. Does anybody up on this side? Because I'm trying to make sure we cover all our bases. But nope, we're going to go with the princess. Yes, um, I was wondering, hey, Kelly. Hey. <laughs> uh, was You're Kelly, right? That's uh, that's a song Woody Harrelson sung in Cheers. It's real brains. <laughs> Baby brains, which is weird. It's even worse. I thought they were. Extra brains. Just extras. Just grab an extra. <laughs> but we know from Chris Evans that baby brains taste the best. Baby brains? Yeah. yeah. So really? What's he talking about? <laughs> so here, sir. Anyway. So, yes. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Very good. Very good. It's made of uh, a, a Japanese gelatin called agar agar. It's got a coconut kick to it. It doesn't taste really like anything. It's the consistency that really is sucks. So, um, it's uh, depending on what they're putting in it. And, in my uh, in Blaine's meat cute, you know, I have the chef, and so she whips up nice dishes to eat with brains. And um, whereas Rose has to, you know, put it in ramen and put hot sauce on it and do it on camera. But it's the consistency, and like after you eat it over and over again, it's like, hmm, it's get a bit distended. But we have a spit bucket, a spit bucket standing by. If we do, you don't have to swallow. Yeah. Way, way, way at the end. I will get to you next, though. Um, so your character on I Know You Really Likes Nirvana and Yeah. Did you bring that to the table, or was that hard to That's so funny. Uh, I, uh, I was, I like Nirvana, but I, 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 for some reason, I felt like back during that I was in middle school, and you, like, had to choose. And I chose Pearl Jam. You know, and I chose I chose Alice in Chains, and I chose Soundgarden. Those were my those were my three favorite over Nirvana. But I'll tell you, I just watched Montage of Heck the other day, and um, and uh, it uh, it was it was pretty amazing. It was bleak, 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 but amazing documentary. And I I, I was list, I listened to Nirvana that whole day in my car um, the next day, and um, I really like In Utero more than even uh, Nevermind. Um, but that story that he tells in it about about this girl, I forget her, you know, she ran up to me and she, you know, she said, "He's dead, he's dead," or something like that. And you know, that broke my, you know, that was that exact that thing happened. And to me, it, we were in gym class in seventh grade or eighth grade, and this girl came up and she's like, she just collapsed at my feet. She's like, "He's dead, he's dead." I'm like, "Who's dead?" He's like, "Kurt Cobain," and I was such a I said, I'm an Eddie Better fan. <laughs> I'm starting to see the sense memory you used for a lot of your films. <laughs> it was so close. It was so close. I, when I read it, I was like, oh my gosh, that happened. <laughs> well, I promise you were next. Um, I actually have two questions. So okay. one is your huge library of things that you've Time to pick all oh, of everybody I've worked with. Okay. Start tweeting this out because yeah, it's right? some real. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> I'd love him to direct me. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, Bradley Cooper. 
Uh, Ron Rifkin. Uh, the whole alias cast. Um, Rose McIver. Uh, Bobby Carlisle. Robert Carlisle. Amazing. She's, I would work with him every day of my life. He's just the most giving, wonderful actor. Uh, Timothy Oliphant. It's fantastic. Um, let's get some girls going. <laughs> Jennifer, Jennifer, uh, Melissa George, um, Marin Dungey, uh, Isabella Rossellini, Nina Olin. Uh, they can go on. It's gone for days. Oh, Hayden, little Hayden Panettiere, lover. Uh, um, who else we got? We got George, George Decay. <laughs> it was so fun when I worked with George when I uh, Adam Monroe killed him, right? And we're, we're, there's a freeze frame, stop time, hero stops time, and we're stuck over this building. And like, I'm on the bottom and George is on top because we like rotate over as I throw him off a building, but I don't die, so. Um, George, well, we're like in a, he's on top of me, and I'm under him, and like between takes, he's like holding my head up. He's so, so sweet. It was so sweet. Like, George, you're just a dear heart. <laughs> Such a lovely man. Um, one more, one more, one more. Uh, uh, Ricky Gervais. <laughs> so we've cast it. What is this going to be for Noises Off? What kind of, what kind of movie do you want to watch? I know. I what know. Kind of movie? What kind of movie? If you had a chance to produce a movie with all these be. folks in one thing, what would you want? <laughs> it would be called Too Many Cooks. <laughs> <laughs> Way in the back, sir. Oh, if you would, with all the which one was the most favorite kill? <laughs> my most favorite kill? Your favorite death. Oh, my favorite death. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that, the, the uh, Adam and Roe was pretty good. Uh, and I did seven hours of makeup for something you saw uh, just a glimpse of. I could age, I aged, ra he aged rapidly. Um, and then turns to ash. And uh, that was a pretty crazy death. But, um, I thought it was a very sweet, um, it was a very sweet death that uh, John Papa John Gilbert uh, did in Vampire Diaries because everybody hated him before that death. <laughs> um, uh, that was that was a very sweet way to go, and everybody hated him until he died, and then everybody said, "Oh, he loved John." <laughs> uh, I can't think of any other real deaths. Oh, I did a I did a um, creepy. I did I started in a remake of Children of the Corn. Don't rush out to see it. <laughs> Um, and, uh, it's, uh, yeah, the kids, the kids get me in the corn, finally. I, I gave them a hell of a chase, though. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm crucified on this thing, and my eyes are hanging out, as well as Candace McClure, lovely Candace McClure from Battlestar Galactica, I don't know Battlestar fans. Husband and wife were just crucified together in a cornfield. That was pretty cool. So who's your favorite kill? Yeah. So who did you enjoy killing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot. That's just a lot. We were just that that stalker episode I just did the other day. Um, we uh, we shot in a church. We shot something before I, I I let out a Rambaldi device. Uh, I, I that just incinerated this entire congregation of people shot in the same church. I'm like this looks familiar. Um, so many kills, so many kills. <laughs> and 
you're all like your children, right? I'm sure you love them before you leave. Wow, 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 wow. There was, I was watching, uh, oh, yeah, watching uh, this great episode of Alias the other day uh, where, where Lauren and Sark start to, you know, realize she's bad and it's told from Sydney and Vaughn's perspective first and then Lauren and Sark's perspective second. It's an amazing episode. And uh, Sark repel, repel down, stab a security guard in the neck and it's like, okay. And no, this is great. This is great. Lord of the Rings has just come up. And, um, and uh, I just had like this bit at the end, and, and Lauren gets down and she dumb hooks and she runs by. And she's like, How much time do we have? And I'm like, uh, We've got about six minutes. Uh, I, think the, I think the show is called After Six, maybe uh, six minutes or something. And I was like, and I, was like I suggest you show me the meaning of haste. And I don't know if you know what that's from. But um, I stole it from. Ian McKellen when he's on his horse and he's like, show me the meaning of haste! <laughs> and I said this to Lawrence Trilly, the director, I was like, are we sure we could get away with that? He's like, no, it's fine, it's fine. And then, and then in, the editing, in the editing process, he's like, what did you tell me? We can't, we're using the line, but oh my god, we're gonna get in so much trouble. I was like, I told you on the day! <laughs> right. Do we have any questions on this side? Because I, I, I got one in the the back seat or over here, but I want to make sure I get to the room. All right, back. You guys saw your head up? Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. One more kill. <laughs> I killed Bill. I killed David Carradine in Aliens. Oh, no, it was an awesome. I, hanging off the, we were out in the, it was our chase. And I was off the, they were trying to extract him. It was a chase in the desert. And I'm hanging out of a car with a shotgun like this. And I go, watch out. And uh, that was awesome because Kill Bill was in, you know, he just got done with it. Or, and uh, the first one had already came out, the second hadn't, hadn't come out. And working with David was great, uh, rest his soul. Um, he, uh, you know, talk about Quentin again, speaking of Quentin. Quentin, we were talking to him, like, we had, I had a great time with him, although he went up on every freaking line. Um, uh, I'd love to be in one of his movies. And David said this He said, David, first you need to have a career. And then you need to lose it. <laughs> then Quentin will come call you. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to our uh, sign language person who did a fantastic job with a shotgun. Jennifer! What did you do with the shotgun, Jennifer? <laughs> she did a fantastic job. It was like I was there getting shot. <laughs> Any more questions? We have more questions? I mean, at the very corner. Thomas Anderson, without question. He's the, he's the best writing director. Uh, Boogie Nights is my favorite movie by far. Um, there Will Be Blood was a perfect storm for me. For Daddy, I call myself Daddy. Um, <laughs> perfect storm for Daddy because my favorite actor is Daniel Day-Lewis. My favorite writer director is Paul Thomas Anderson. And my favorite band is Radiohead and Johnny Greenwood, the lead guitarist from Radiohead, did the score of that. So that was an amazing movie. Uh, not as good as Boogie Nights, pretty close. Um, you know, who wouldn't want to work with, uh, you know, work with JJ? Um, uh, hey, come on, what's going on? Tell them we're busy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Kevin Spacey did one time in a production of uh, Ice Men Coming. It was like opening night and someone's phone went off in the first row. It was a very intense scene. He said, broke character. 
tell them we're busy. <laughs> um, Spielberg, uh, back in time, I mean, I would I would have given both of my testicles to work with Kubrick. <laughs> Absolutely, both of them. I don't need kids. They're gonna work with Stanley. I can't call them out. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. It's a cool thing to play with, right? Um, and that I agreed to do it because uh, I was told he was going to be Frankenstein. Um, and I didn't know it was going to take a year to get into it. But uh, <laughs> I was like, who's this Dr. Whale guy? I don't care about him. <laughs> Let me get in the black and white world, please. Um, it, it, yeah, and it's, it's cool because... It, Whale in, in Storybrooke, he's, he's a kind of a, a lech, like a womanizing lech, and, you know, and, and when you learn about him, he's, he's pissed that he's in Storybrooke, he's upset, you know, he doesn't want to be there at all, and so that's why it's just like, screw it, and then you see him back in the day in, in his world, he's focused on his work, and he's got heart, and he's got sadness to him, um, I hope, I hope you saw that, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do, um, yeah, and everybody else has. I mean, hey, Bobby is so freaking fun to change there. I know I got in trouble uh, for because uh, I, I, I wanted I wanted Frankenstein to sound a little different than Whale, and I have a bit of a lilt, and you know I like to do English accents, and uh, um, and I was like, what? Got in a little bit of trouble. I was like, because Whale doesn't sound like that. I was like, are you kidding me? Bobby sounds like Krampus. And then Mr. Gold, you know, Mr. Gold. So it's like, so I have a bit of an English little. It'll be better, trust me. <laughs> yeah, we have fun with it. No front. What are the best and worst locations you shot on? Oh, on Alias, we had so many great locations. Uh, so much fun locations and, you know, desert stuff. And, um, so, best. <laughs> uh, best location. I thought the, the location for uh, the hero stuff, Takezo Kensei and hero stuff, was just in Agora Hills or Feudal Japan. <laughs> Agora Hills, California. That was very beautiful. And, um, all right, cheers, guys. Sorry. Sorry, I couldn't be all you wanted in <laughs> Okay, so now we're going to get to the really good stuff. Ah, uh, yeah. They're gone. We finally got rid of them. It took long enough. Uh, Start dishing. Let's go. Worst locations. Um, I, 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 I have my mother's circulation, so I get cold easily. So it gets cold in uh, Vancouver. It gets cold in Atlanta, too, in, in the winter. Um, so I have to have, like, a back warmer and a toe warmer and hand warmers. I got, we even got on, on uh, iZombie, our costume guy has one, you know, like Brett Favre used to wear, like quarterbacks wear, to warm their hands up in football. <laughs> got one of these, so wrap around if we're high. Just have that. <laughs> uh, we shot outside of Toronto, I did an episode of Warehouse 13 that was really, really cold. And the thing is, we, I had never been to Toronto before. I shot that I was excited to explore that city, but the uh, G20 summit was in town, so all like the world leaders were there, so we couldn't get close to Toronto. We had to shoot in the Hammer, Hamilton, Ontario, which they call the Hammer, which is just a bucket of warm, awful. <laughs> <laughs>
So that was a bad sentence. No one's from Hamilton, right? No one's from Hammond? Do you have to prepare differently knowing, like, if you're going to be on Once Upon a Time for an extended period versus a lot of the one-offs you do? Because you're like the guest. You're the interloper on a lot of these, like, Warehouse 13. You're there for maybe a week. Um, so yeah. do you prepare differently, or do you just kind of cling to the people that you know and then work from there? Uh, yeah, well, when you have a, when you have, you've already developed an arc of a character, you know, it's easy to slip back into that, but, yeah, you, when you're just doing a week or two, you want to know as much as possible, and then just, you know, I guess I, I don't really prepare that differently from one job to another, unless, you know, I'm having to learn Japanese, or, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, the, the, some of the best advice I ever got was from Ron Rifkin. Yeah, you know, I was just a kid, and he was so great, and just one of the lovely man. Um, he, uh, I said, Ron, what do you, he, he, he would say this when I would ever have an idea, first of all. I, I, whenever I had an idea about uh, a scene, he'd be like, you're fucking 21, what do you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he was so sweet to uh, be, uh, I asked him, let's just, like, piece of advice, Ron, for me, you know, just while we were chilling on our chairs between setups. And he said, always know everyone, know the scene backwards and forwards. Just know your words. And always be 15 minutes early. <laughs> and so I, I, I got in trouble on Alias <laughs> for being late, but I've never been late since. <laughs> uh, I knew you had a, uh, an appearance on The Arrow. Oh, it was cool. It was after I got done with a, a big, long, the second Frankenstein episode, I believe, of Once Upon a Time, and I was in Vancouver, and they just threw an offer at me uh, to come and play on Arrow, and I was like, shoot, I'm here. Might as well just stay a week longer and do this. And uh, I'm buddies with Stephen Amell from our days at uh, in uh, on Vampire Diaries, and uh, like, how cool to work with Steve. And I'm friends with Katie Cassidy, who used to be neighbors, so in that episode I abducted Katie and held a knife to her head. It was crying. It was a great performance from her. And it was the first character. Um, everybody was wonderful there. Um, they're just having fun. It's a, it's a comic book. You know? They're successful. They get the ratings. People love it. Um, so it was nice to be a part of it. And my character, Cyrus Banch, was the first bad guy. It was a bad guy that uh, had been on the show that... Um, uh, uh. <laughs> I got this. 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 I got created that uh, was not from the comic book, so. Um, and the first character, the first like bad guy that, that Stephen hadn't put an arrow in and died. So he got out of jail at the beginning of the episode, and then by the end he just went back to jail so he could come back. <laughs> what happened to the heroes? Oops, sorry. <laughs> no, you go ahead. You've already got your very good. What happened to the heroes? Well, it's funny. Um, I said it back in the day, and it's funny that uh, he's here. Um, there's a, there's a saying in in the biz that when a, when a show goes off the rails, they jump the shark, and that's that's a, that's from Fonzie in Happy Days when he was water skiing and he jumped over a shark, 
that was like the happy days is death. Um, and I think I think heroes jumped the shark when they killed me off. Um, I did notice a considerable drop in followers. Uh, <laughs> I like to think that. I think it's just they, they expanded the universe too quickly and introduced too many characters, and just people wanted more of the core. But also, mainly, they killed off Daddy. <laughs> and I'll go back to my red sugar ensign that I uh, was actually pointing at, but that's okay. Um, how did you get into acting? Um, I'm gonna have to lube up for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I was um, I was very good at sports. I loved sports my whole life, and I, I was like, I was good at it. I, was, I, I thought for sure I was going to go pro in basketball. So yeah, I was going to go pro in basketball, <laughs> or at least like college. Um, uh, and for the first time, I, I stopped getting better at it. So I'd play football and I'd do well in football, catch a touchdown, have fun, then you float into basketball, and start and make shots and deal out assists and do well. And I sat on the bench uh, my sophomore year. I wasn't starting for the first time in my life. And I, um, uh, you know, I quit. <laughs> and I auditioned for a play, uh, auditioned for Our Town. Um, and I got the lead in it, and I won Actor of the Year. And uh, and Katie Scudstead, my uh, I'm tearing up about this. Um, <laughs> Katie Scudstead said uh, I was one of the best actors she's ever worked with. She's ever talked. And so I was like, and I was happier on stage than I was on a field. I was happy there. And Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> now you've been so I, I followed it. <laughs> I followed my dream, and I played football, and I do a play, and I trade for tennis, and I played tennis, and then I would go to uh, I do a musical in the summer, and then at eighteen, I think I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Jesus, wow. <laughs> at eighteen, I. Uh, uh, at 18, I, 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 my mom and I, I got accepted to some conservatories. My mom and I came down to, thank you, Mom. Um, my mom and I, we went down to Los Angeles and, uh, and uh, to check it out, to check out American Academy of Dramatic Arts, one, that, one of the schools that I was accepted to. And, and there was an actor that we knew that uh, I wanted to do some monologues for. And... Uh, we did it. I did these monologues for him. One, of course, with an accent, a German accent. So it was about the KSS officer uh, from Nazi Germany, um, which was great. I don't remember what that was from, but uh, he was he wasn't prepared for what I did for him. He was just like, oh, another actor who thinks he can do it. And he said to me and my mom, he said, "You can only be this good eighteen months. You can always go to school." And so I looked at my mom. I was like, I was like, yeah. Moved to LA, yeah. Says, okay, she's from Minnesota. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I uh, I moved to LA. I got an agent, and I um, I got an agent, and, and I got told no all the time. And I put on khakis at the Gap in Beverly Hills, and I joined a theater company, and I did plays, and I did a tour of musicals, and um, and by by twenty, 
I, I, you know, the plays are good, but I, I came down to be in the pictures, you know what I mean? Who am I talking to? Who has this? You, I'm looking at you, Kelly, because you, you ground me. <laughs> I ground the tears back in my head. Um, and um, uh, I, was so, I was told no so much. Rejection is really hard in this business, and you hear it from all of us. It's, it's you know, we still get told no. Maybe not Roro Doss, freaking Renner and stuff like that. But... Uh, we, uh, it, it's tough, and, and when you're 18 years old, 20 years old, it gets really hard. And I was, I was like, maybe I'm not supposed to do this. And then JJ Abrams, JJ Abrams. I started weeping on stage, and like all of us, me and Keegan, and uh, we all started crying. And it's all the stupid man. I thought I was just with jet lag. <laughs> I ain't got no jet lag. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, I owe my career to uh, Marcus Nash, who said, Come down to LA, and I didn't JJ. I just get, yeah, get in a lot of gunfights. I get in a lot of fights. Yeah, I get in a lot of fights. There's a great movie I did. It's a zombie movie called The Revenant. That when I was doing it, I thought it was shit. And then it came out, I was like, wow, it's great. And Chris Wilde, the funniest man I know, one of my best buddies. Uh, we play best buddies in the thing, but it's like we turned on each other. And we were both zombies at this point, and we just have a shootout. We just keep shooting at each other, shooting at each other, because we can't die. <laughs> and I'm like, at one point, I'm like, you aim for my head! Just get it for the head. Um, and uh, and uh, there was a great button in that. I was like, I said to the director, I was like, what if I'm on my knees, and you still shoot, we're still shooting at each other. I'm like, hey, 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 hey. We're just bloods coming out of us. We're just holding guns. It's like, what, what happened to us? <laughs> and Chris had the best thing. I was my ad lib and he had the best thing because I turned him into a zombie. He's like, you happened to us. <laughs> <laughs> so, so see The Revenant. It's a great fun. It's a fun it's a zombie film. It's great. Right in the corner. What is your favorite dessert or confection? Mint chocolate chip ice cream or oh. ink? Angel food cake with white sticky frosting. Uh, yeah, it was easy. If you have one superpower, what would it be? But superpower also has to have some sort of drawback. 
Oh, really? If I had a superpower, what would it be? I mean, to travel back in time would be amazing, like a hero Nakamula. Um, uh, but the, the drawback would be I would step on a fly or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could be a great uh, first American doctor. Doctor Who. <laughs> no, I, no, I keep saying I could do me. I could do. No, I think you should try. To I think I'd be an amazing doctor. Who. I don't know, that would be fun, that would be a But yeah, but yeah, but the, the first American doing English, then they would never fly the American doctor. Yeah, no, we can dream. I was there was when, when I kept being told no after uh, after Alias for American parts, I was like, fuck it, well, I'm just gonna move to England and just work on, on the BBC. <laughs> They're, they're, just gotta keep taking their parts. <laughs> and they're all coming here, so don't worry about it. Yeah, I know. I, I want to get onto this side. Uh, have we got you in the back before? I want to get some different folks, because I know this is, I saw some hands in the back there. Where did I see them? Right there. Well, I was going to ask uh, if you were excited about the upcoming renewal for iZombie, but because we don't know if you live or not. <laughs> <laughs> Do you look forward to being in a series regular, or... Bouncing from series to movies, everything. Oh, I'm a, I'm a series regular on iZombie, and, and yeah, of course you prefer to be a regular. Uh, I, it's great fun to be able to bounce around, and, and as, as contracted regulars, we are allowed to do guest stars. Um, and I don't know, not necessarily during season. They would, they would let me do once upon a time because, uh, I don't know if the network would clear, but Rob Thomas and Eddie and Adam, the heads of once their good buddies, have been at each other's weddings. And <laughs> Before we shot the pilot, um, Eddie and Adam called Rob. They're like, it was right before the pilot by zombie, and they needed me to do an episode. They're like, they're like, hey, hey, Rob, hey, Rob, we had him first. We need him for one more, okay? <laughs> don't make, don't, don't make me regret. So don't make me regret inviting you to my wedding. <laughs> and uh, and and Rob's like, okay. And I was like, hey, don't I get to say this? <laughs> I was told that I was doing it. Well, is there anything you hope Blaine gets to do in season two? Is there something that... Uh, you said they don't go to production until July, and I don't, have you seen any scripts at all? No, not so, yet. The, so the, writer's room, the writer's room just opened. So you have a I chance to... Like maybe a week. Maybe it just opened this week. I don't know. Well, you have a chance to write them. Well, maybe they're listening right now. Yeah. What would you like to have happen? Well, Liv, uh, Liv has eats her brains and then it develops uh, personalities and develops the traits of the brain that she ate. And you hadn't seen that in any of the brains that Blaine had eaten. So that's something that, that, that I want to do. Uh, that would be fun. We were, we were, Rose has a beautiful voice and I love singing. I sing better. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, she's lovely. She got fun. And uh, we, we wanted to, I would like to, we were like, what if we eat the brains of like, uh, to uh, the composer, uh, like a musical star, like Colm Wilkinson from <laughs> from Late Miz. God on high, my prayer. Instead of fighting, we just sing. <laughs> I got an idea. You were by the writers. A brain that's been uh, someone overdosed on LSD. Then you can have an all musical show. That'd be awesome. <laughs> It's a one-off. Because I don't really get to see you... I've not had the chance to... I know you do musical theater. You've yes. done, uh, I was with Richard Harmon on Friday. Yeah. Big Notre Dame fan. Big Notre Dame Yeah, fan. huge. Uh, Woo! Oh, yeah. I then you did rock. It's crazy, yeah. This is crazy. You never hear me when I talk here. So yeah. Uh, 
I'm, I'm relaxed this year. Uh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's, it's Texas. They've heard it before. So yeah. I, I spent too much time with the ducks. Um, not doing that. Cussing. Uh, uh, I, uh, yeah, we did this crazy play where we went to, called Rockney. Was based on Newt Rockney, the famous football coach in Notre Dame, and uh, it was it, I played young Newt Rockney and like the son of Newt Rockney in the second act, and it was fun. There was a there was a, there was a dance number in football cleats. That's <laughs> crazy. I never thought I'd see that. Um, but the last time I um, I, uh, I did a musical was uh, in, at the Fringe Festival in, uh, in New York, and. Um, and uh, it was called Beautiful, and it was, a, it was a big hit, and people, we had to turn people away by the hundreds, because, I don't know, it was great, it was great music. And uh, the Times came and reviewed it, and they said, Beautiful is, a, is as big a case of overbuzz that you'll find at this year's Fringe Festival. Most of the buzz emanates from TV's David Anders. If watching Mr. Anders affect a tortured artist grimace for two hours is your idea of good theater, come on down to the Village Theater. And it went on, um, and I, I was uh, again my heart. What's that? No, Whatever. And I called Ron Rifkin, who I, I was there. I went initially to New York to see him in a Paris letter, and my wonderful friend from Aliens, who played Sloan, and he said, "Oh, he, he, he said, he said, David F. The Times." He said the word, but we got you. Half <laughs> the time. You know what they said about my performance in Cabaret? You know what they said? They said, when Rif Mr. Rifkin sings, it sounds like a wolf's being slotted in the woods. I want an F and Tony for that, David. <laughs> F the times. And, and, uh, and the times just gave Aizami the most glowing review. <laughs> I said, I tweeted, I was like, the times, they are a change. <laughs> Do you ever get to still play around every once in a while with a band from TV with Hugh Laurie? Oh, man, I, I haven't. I, I, Greg and I talked a lot, and we talked about getting me back in the band, but uh, soon, soon. Yeah. I want to see you singing on television. I know, right? Have you ever seen on TV? I don't think you have. They always do, like, you know, charity stuff. No, but I'm talking about you in particular. We never, I've not seen you sing. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't, don't be shocked if my zombie has a musical episode. <laughs> it's that fun of a show. I will, and you all know I will get a story credit for that. So, in the back, so I'm so shocked that Eddie and Adam never want to do it. All of us want to do it. It's just, it makes so much sense. So, yes, just write Eddie and Adam just... Letter after letter. <laughs> David <laughs> Anders said, musical episode. So let's make a date for next year we'll have an eye zombie panel at Comic Blues uh, 2016. All right, we'll try to get it. We'll all be at... Uh, doing a big old panel and uh, some signing, so whoever can make it out to Sandy, Sandy D's, come on down. We're going to be there We're gonna be there the 12th of, of, uh, 12th of July. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yeah, well, it, it's, you know, I, I feel like he's eating the brains, too. And like we said, he, you haven't um, seen any. So it's probably making him feel crummy, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, put a little truffle oil on there. But no, I don't know. This last episode, I didn't see the last episode. Weirdly, um, was I in it? Was I in it? What did I do? Anybody? Anybody? Bueller. Bueller. What did I do? Uh, spoilers. Was I funny? A oh, spoiler for me. <laughs> Yes, yes, that was an episode. There was been an episode since then. Um, and uh, next episode, next episode, this next episode tomorrow, you're gonna, you're, you're, you're this question, you're gonna, it's gonna be answered. I'm, I'm getting better brains. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the season one episode of the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph. Our podcast logo is designed by Dee Sheehan. You can find her work at behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. We posted that link, as well as others, on our home on the web, iZombiePodcast.com. There you'll find links to our Twitter and Facebook pages. Join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash iZombiePodcast. Finally, send your feedback in to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. The iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it all you like as long as you link back to us. But please, do not change it or sell it or trade it for brains unless you're going to give us some. And remember, a mind is a terrible thing to taste.